Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold. And with my awesome co-host and a great guest today, very excited. And uh, Alan, uh, are you there? I am, Chris. Fantastic day. I'm excited about today. How's it going in your neck of the woods? Always great down at the beach. And even if the sun's not out, the sun is always shining. And uh, listen, you know, I've connected with our guests a long time ago. And uh, I always talk about social media and how powerful it can be to connect with people. And uh, we happen to do so. And, you know, at the end of the day, she's larger than life. But she also had a you know beginning, and and I, and I think the story today is really going to show everybody what you can do in your life at certain times. And certain, she has a story that's going to be um, probably resonating with a lot of people, and uh, it certainly did with me. And I know Alan, you know, we we read a lot about uh, our guest today, and we learned that um, with persistence. You can overcome a lot of resistance in life, and uh, this is no truer than um, you know listening to uh, our guest today. But like always, the unique pleasure needs to be yours to introduce our guest, and we'll get right into it. Well, that's nice, Chris. Thank you so much for uh, for doing that. Yes, uh, amazing young woman uh, to be uh, to be on our show today, and very honored and very humbled. Uh, comes from uh, uh, an amazing um, life story, uh, an amazing trip, if you will, and uh, we are excited uh, to have her here. Uh, she's really started out um, of humble means, but has grown, and I don't want to give a lot of the history away because I really wanted to talk about it today, but she's the number one. She's the CEO and founder of the number one resource for connecting women worldwide on the e-women's network and um i think that is an amazing accomplishment not only uh that it gives an opportunity for so many to have a voice and i think that's a, a very honorable position to be in a very humble position to be in and we honor you for that. So without further ado, uh, I wish we had the, a, a huge audience to clap for you. Just pretend it's like the Ellen show when there's people everywhere. <laughs> Dancing. <laughs> Dancing. <laughs> oh, so anyway, without uh, any further ado, Sandra Yancey's in the house today. Welcome, Sandra. It's wonderful to be with you, Alan and Chris. It's, uh, it's, it's really great, and it, it really does speak to the power of you know, social media and really showing up, right? Really being engaged and paying attention and not just going in and liking people to like them, but, you know, being responsive. I, I think I initiated the initial like, if I'm not mistaken. You did, you did. And, uh, and Chris responded and then I replied back. And so I think it's important. So I think it's a fundamental message to start with that you should never get so big that you have somebody else handling everything to the point that you have abdicated, right? You, you delegate, but you don't abdicate. You right. still have to stay engaged and be real with your audience. So it's great that we're together. It's yeah, really it's, a great story. And we're really happy to have you here. And, you know, you said it. You connected with me. I connected back. 
Now we're friends. Yeah. And now we're going on tour together, which is amazing. And, uh, <laughs> did I, oh, sorry. Did I uh, just plant a seed? Um, anyway, we, we're not there yet, folks. But, uh, you know, Sandra, she's got an amazing thing. In fact, one I said that because. <laughs> one step at a time. <laughs> uh, fun, fun things. And I say that in you know, all. all all joking, all joking. But she's on a 30-city tour right now, which is really exciting. And, and, you know, you're a really busy lady and getting your time is not easy. But at the same time, you've taken the time out because you do believe in that and you do believe in giving back and you do believe that you're not bigger than anything else except helping people. And that's why your story is so important to hear because I think there's a lot of people out here um, in the world that need some help. They need a hand up. Uh, and you know, they need some inspiration and your story is a great inspiration. So I want to get into it because you've got a lot of great things you can share. Uh, you've written some books and I love the name of the book and I'm just going to, and we'll come back to this succeeding through, um, you know, doubt, fear, and crisis. I mean, you know, that people can resonate with and, and certainly, you know, it, it's something that happens to us because we all have things that have happened to us. And I want to hear that, Sandra. I want to hear your story from, you know, the time you started, what was going yeah. on to where you are now. And most importantly, your vision, because you have a huge vision. And I keep coming back periodically to see your website and the updates and the amazing things you've got going on. And quite frankly, how do you handle all that? Because you're busy, but at the same time, you, you still find some time to, to help others. And, 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 and I think it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think it's Im imperative that we, you know, I always talk about in my coaching program, one of the things that we talk about, particularly for women, is what you manage on your plate, right? What you put on your plate. And as you grow, you have to learn that you've got to remove some things that you've always got to be, I think, in evaluation of, you know, what was really great at one point, but may not be serving me so well today. You know, I just, I believe fundamentally, Alan and Chris, that, you know, my mother raised me with one fundamental value, and that is, you know, to whom much is given, much is required, mm -hmm. right? And um, I, I do think that it's important that we understand that every master was once a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay, writing that one down. There you go, right? And, and it is, and I think an, an important framing, and it really does start with mindset. All success starts with mindset. Fundamentally, I don't care how successful you are if you watched the Super Bowl not too long ago, you know, there was a lot of visualization and mindset work. And I think sometimes we look for the answers on the outside. And it is important, I do believe, to, you know, have a, a website that actually is not just functioning as a brochure, but transacts business. I do think it's important that you monitor and leverage your search engine optimization. I do think it's important that you, you know, have a strong presence in social media once you find out where your core audience is. I don't believe in being all things to all people. You get stretched too thin. But you can have all of those things. If that's all it took to be successful, let's just let's just I think be in, in agreement that there would be a lot more people that have broken the six, if not seven figure mark, if that's all it took. The truth of the matter is, is it's, it's a lot of mindset work, right? And, and, you know, things, I just look at the framing that nothing really happens to you. Everything happens for you, you know, and it helps you understand that, you know, you are, you know, you are 
capable of overcoming and those are skills that you have to learn because the more successful you become you know the more things you're going to have to encounter and overcome i mean i mean let me just say success being successful and maintaining success is really hard but you know what's harder being broke (laughs) (laughs) ain't that the truth you know so at some level you got to pick whichever you know bucket you want to be in money doesn't buy happiness by any means but can i just tell you that you know if you're having a day when you're not feeling happy you have to ask yourself would i rather be unhappy and broke or (laughs) would i rather be unhappy and have some money because sometimes money becomes the currency by which we can get access to people and things and services that can help us overcome our challenges. Right. So the big thing is, is we've got to embrace the fact that, you know, it's okay to make money. You know, there's no crown for, for noble poverty. Mm-hmm. That money is not, not necessarily about greed. For some, maybe. But that's not how I look at it. I mean, money isn't for me at this season of my life about buying a bigger house or a fancier car. You know, money for me is about how do I enjoy my children and my family and my friends and the charities or the injustices Mm -hmm. on the planet that I see that I want to contribute to, not just with my hands in terms of volunteering, but, you know, that I can actually, you know, write a check and, you know, help move mountains by having other people be able to show up and be in service, but maybe not necessarily be able to you know, volunteer, they may need to be paid resources. So, you know, it's, it's, I think just understanding that, you know, sometimes if things aren't working out right now for you, it could be that you're actually aiming too low and the universe is insulted. (laughs) Really, you should be aiming higher and bigger, you know? And so if you would kind of give yourself permission to step back and say, you know what, I need to, I need to go bigger. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, grabbing the low hanging fruit. And I think that that's intuitively, that makes sense. But if you really want to go big, you got to be willing to climb. You have to go beyond what's just hanging there. Right. Right. Makes a ton of sense. And uh, you mentioned something, you know, ever master was a disaster. (laughs) Well, you know what, that's magic to my ears because... (laughs) I can tell you, that is just amazing to hear that because I, I feel like sometimes there's huge disasters and, yeah. you know, if we all go through them, I think for everybody listening today in the audience that, again, you know, wherever you are in your life, if there's things going on that, you know, it, it's just temporary. It's just, yeah. a, you know, a setback maybe if you want to call it. Uh, I believe in pivoting. I think yeah. entrepreneurs are great at pivoting. Yes. Something doesn't happen. They, you know, they're able to look at it differently and say, well, what can I do about this? What yeah. can I work on? And, you know, listen, if you're not an entrepreneur and you're maybe working for someone and you've got things going on in your life, you can do the same things. You can think like an entrepreneur working for a business. Totally. And, it's called an intrapreneur, actually. Right. And, and, and it makes a ton of sense. So thanks for sharing that. that, that that's awesome. So, you're on a tour right now, and uh, obviously we're going to roll right into you know the vision, what's going on in your business. So tell us about that. What what uh, what's going on? Well, I think what's important is that I want people to know that before starting eWomen Network, 
Um, I had, you know, never run a multi-million dollar global business before, right? And I started this when I turned 40, okay? So it's never too late to start a business. My children were very little. My son had just turned four years old. Um, And so I had been working on the business plan nine months before I launched. So he was just Mm -hmm. two and a half, you know, when all of this was starting. My daughter was almost five years older in kindergarten. And so I just, I think it's important, you know, to say that I know what it's like to start a business and, you know, work from home in a spare bedroom above my garage, have a really big dream, have little kids, you know, at home and, you know, and, and try to, trying to have a successful marriage. You know, I'll be, I'll be with my husband 38 years this year. Wow. Met him when I was a senior in high school. Wow. And Good so, nice. I think it's important to, you know, be able to say that, and, and this is a really big one for the ladies, if you don't mind, sure. uh, gentlemen, and Absolutely. that is that you, you really can have it all. And I get really nervous when I start hearing, particularly other women saying that there's really no such thing as balance. They're using other words like harmony and all of that kind of thing. Well, I believe that what you think about is what you bring about, you know, and so you got to be really careful you know, what you subscribe to because you'll prove yourself right. If you don't believe that you are, that there's anything called balance, you'll never have it. You'll never have it. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect because we all know that perfect is a phantom word. It doesn't exist, right? Mm -hmm. There's no such thing. My favorite quote by Steve Jobs is that, you know, on the way to innovating, you're going to make mistakes fix the mistakes and get onto the business of innovating. And I think we just want things to be just right and just perfect. And we wait so long to launch, right? That we lose this very important critical thing called timing, right? All things being equal, right? The most important thing you've got to focus on is timing, the timing to come out with something. And if you want to be innovative, you're probably not gonna. You're not gonna have everything totally figured out. The standard isn't perfection. It's also not good because good is the number one enemy of being great. You know, when you say this is good enough, the standard is really about excellence, right? And excellence is not perfect. No. So you know, it's so mm-hmm. for me. It's about starting a business 16 years ago. I'll be 56 years old this month. You look fantastic. And- yeah, you look you. like 41. You've been in business a year. Well done. You've been long done in a year. That's you awesome. Know, my first sprint triathlon two years ago. Wow, good I for you. absolutely make time for myself. I almost get 10,000 steps in every day, but good not for quite. You. Good for Probably you. Probably five out of, 10, out of seven days. Um, and I have an amazing, I must say, I have an amazing relationship with my children. My daughter's now an entrepreneur. My son is still trying to figure it out no pressure from me i didn't start my business till i was 40 so if he figures it out in the next five years uh, you know he's way ahead of me right (laughs) and uh, and my whole thing is he doesn't know what he really loves yet and i keep saying rylan let's focus on figuring out what you love i can help you monetize anything but you got to focus on what you love because all of us are going to go through you know the euphoric highs and the really dark lows but if you love something Right, you're more likely to stay with it in the tough times. 
-hmm. You know, because you're, you are in relationship in many ways with your business. My mother told me the first time I wanted to divorce my husband. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wait a minute, there's a bigger story here. <laughs> it's had a roller coaster, it's had highs, euphoric sure. highs and tough lows. And I remember that when I was really young and I called my mom and she gave me advice that I apply to my business to this day. She said, Sandra, it's easy to love when it's easy to love. And the real test of your love is how you choose to love when it's not easy. Right? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's about true. It with my business, I think about it with my children, I think about it with my spouse, I think about it with my employees, I think about it with my girlfriends, right? Right. And and it's it's important to know you know, those things that you want to hold on to for the long term and those things that have run its course. I mean, you know, sometimes people come into your life for seasons and reasons. Not everybody stays forever. But as someone leaves, new opportunities emerge because we're usually so full, right? We're usually so maxed out that, you know, how can your how can you expect the universe to lob over the next blessing for you if your hands aren't available to catch it? Right. So true. Very true. Very true. So it's been, you know, I'm a 16-year overnight success. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and you continue to work on things and you continue to come up with ideas and you're innovative. Yep. And I love that because you're looking for ways that you can help more people now that you can, you know, again, the money equation has been taken care of. You can actually allow the money to buy um, opportunities to spread your message even bigger. And you certainly have. You spread your message so far that, you know, again, I, I believe the number is, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you're doing a thousand, is it, um, events in your eWoman network per annum? Yes. Wow. If not we more? We do one of the largest four-day business women's conferences in all of North America every August here in Dallas, right? Wow. And I have my own video and television studio now because it's all about video, whether you sure. like it or not. You sure. know, you right. can either resist it and complain about it or you can jump on the bandwagon right yeah. it's timing it right is. get get on the on the bandwagon with it mm -hmm. and you know i uh yeah and i've got a coaching program and i've got a star power program i mean there are five different business units underneath the e-women network umbrella but let me say this it's really important for i think for me to say don't compare your beginning to my middle right okay I think it's really easy for us to look at other people more successful. I mean, sure. you know, I've I've had Mark Cuban. There's 1,500 billionaires on the planet, 477, you know, live in the United States. I've met and actually worked with several of them. And it's even easy for me to look at kind of what I consider my beginning to their middle. Sure. And I, and it's just really important, I think, for us to to allow ourselves to do two things. Number one. This is the big lesson that I've learned, and that is always allow yourself to be a beginner, right? Live in the duality of being a master, an expert in what you know, but also allowing yourself to be a beginner, a learner, a student, right? So that you're always acquiring information. I mean, I'm, I, I've written a couple of notes just from our call, from the comments that the two of you have made. You know, persistence overcomes resistance. I'm going to probably do a blog post about that. You know, the whole, I loved the word pivot. 
it's a sexy word. It's a powerful word. It's a it's a moving word, right? It's it's not static. When I think of pivot, it's an automatic movement. I love words that create movement. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to put. But just being in this call here, I am to serve, and I'm learning from the two of you, right? And so I'm always saying when I'm in dialogue with someone, what might I be able to glean from, and maybe not adopt. Maybe we change the O and adopt to an A to adapt. How can I? How can I take a couple of things that you've said and apply it in my life, in my relationship with my children, in my business, right? Just learning. So allowing yourself, I think, to live in the duality of being a beginner and also, you know, being an expert. The second thing that I would say that I think is really important is that I think it's essential for us in the world of access we get, you know, we have such access to so much information that I believe sometimes it actually holds us back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we often compare ourselves to other people. And I would say this, just know that, you know, stay original, you know, don't worry if you feel like a market seems saturated with what you're really passionate and what you really love. Um, that, you know, that's what I like to call stinking thinking. I mean, the last thing you want is your biggest enemy to be living between your own two ears, right? So it's really essential that you know that you've got to stay in your lane. Don't spend so much time looking at what everybody else is doing. If you know anything about racing, your competition isn't in the other lane. Right. Competition is inside. Run your race. And just trust, and I know this from experience. My husband, when I first met him, he was in the music business. He was a drummer. He was on Capitol Records. They have a gold. They had a gold album. And, if it, and my husband was the ballad writer. You know, he loved. He's got a big heart, and he loves love songs and expressing himself. And you know, when this album went gold back in '78, it was the disco days. And I remember he was at Capitol Records being awarded his gold album, and he was talking to the president around. You know, I, I want to write some of the upbeat songs, you know, because the disco days. And and he said, the president said to my husband, let me tell you something, Kim. If your, if your calling is to write ballads, you know, stay there. Because the world is looking for its next new love song. Right. Every year, every genre, that everybody's waiting for the next new love song. Right? There's plenty of room for all of us. So stay original, stay in your lane, allow yourself to be a beginner, but push the button and launch and know that your biggest competition is you. It's nobody else. So don't allow them to make you feel like you're inadequate, that you're not moving fast enough. Everybody starts at the beginning. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Done. We're done. (laughs) Ship it. You know, opening up and and just so many great uh, things that you've learned uh, along the way. And I'm I'm a big believer that you always have to be a student. So thanks for putting and and pointing that out uh, during the call. And I love one thing that you said. I love everything you said, but the one thing, run your own race. Yeah. As simple as it is, it's profound when you actually stop, ponder and think about it. Because I've been doing uh, in the last probably 18 months um, a personal mastery uh, program. And it absolutely points out that one of the biggest um, things in people's lives that hold them back is comparing and looking at other people's lives. And the biggest uh, lesson is 
not to worry about absolutely anybody else and what they're right. doing. Obviously, we care about people and you can, you know, always take care of people and be, um, you know, you practice that golden rule. There's, there's no doubt about that. But when it comes to doing things in your life to go after what is important to you and to continue down that path, knowing that um, you don't have to compare yourself. So thank you for yeah. pointing that out. I think that's yeah. a great lesson. Alan, take us away. Take us away. I, I mean, this is just unbelievable. I have already got, just so you know, and, and it, listen, audience, if you're not writing down in your journal, you're not doing yourself a good service. You're missing service. the deal. You're missing it. You have to write. You have yeah, to write it down. You have to get these ideas down so that you can come back, read them later, and maybe work on some of these things that uh, you know are going to improve your life. So, Alan, take us away. Yeah, fantastic uh, content. I didn't say anything because I'm just writing down stuff. Um, so <laughs> Me I too. Feel, I feel privileged just to be able. I'm a student. I'm sitting in the front row. You know, you know those desks that used to open up. You know, and For put sure. stuff in. Yeah, I have. I, I'm using that. Uh, I actually have one next to me too because I have so much stuff that I'm running down. Now you talk about uh, the fact that it's almost a ready, shoot, aim mentality, and that you have to get in the game. And yeah. you know, I think we're all born with greatness, and we have that inside. But so yes. much of our life is catered to what uh, maybe somebody else's objective, or an employer's objective, or the objective of the five or ten friends around us and their expectation of their life and how that governs our life and and we let that happen because it's comfortable and it and it, it's it's easy and it, and it doesn't require that that we take risk and I think risk is a is a a big hurdle for a lot of people but risk is really opportunity and nobody gets there by themselves you've said it before you you can't get to the top by doing and whatever that top might be you can't get there by yourself collaboration is imperative in, in whatever that collaboration is and um, you know I know you talk about that you've got a quote on your site that I love it says it takes teamwork to make the dream work yes well you, you know, know I, I believe what, just what you're saying Alan I mean fundamental first is is mindset you have to believe that you deserve to you know be great that nothing is too good for you and the and that you playing small to keep other people comfortable um, is not serving you well nor is it serving the world I mean I, I really do believe we are born with the expectation that we are all able to do greatness regardless of our circumstances I mean you know I'm first-generation American you know my mother's from Mexico a Lopez my father's French Canadian and my father died on my birthday when I turned five years old. And I was raised by, you know, a single mother for a number of years. She ultimately did remarry. Um, and I was raised on welfare, you know. And my, my mother reworked clothes from the Goodwill to, and she was a seamstress. She became a master seamstress so that everything fit me perfectly. So I just want to say I didn't come from means. Um, and what I also know is that, what I learned is that it's easy to hang around with the wrong tribe and not know it. Mm, right. And the truth of the matter is that there might be people in your life today that just aren't comfortable with the person that you know you must become. 
And so, you know, you have to make sure that you are taking inventory of the people. You don't have to have a falling out with them. You know, you don't have to say, hey, listen, I, I was listening in on this podcast and, you know, the, you know this, these people, Alan, Chris, and Sandra were talking and people are in different buckets and I've just decided you're in the wrong bucket, you know. I mean, you don't have to do that, you know. You just, you just kind of like bless and release, right? Just give more space for right. other people to come into your life. And, and I think oftentimes we, we, we want... We want them to come to us, but the truth of the matter is when I look at some of the really amazing people that have run $50 million to billion-dollar businesses who have mentored and femtored me, for the most part, I've gone to them. You know, I go where they are, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have, to, you have to understand you cannot build a million-dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. Yeah. You cannot do that. Because their stinking thinking becomes contagious and it causes you to pause. It causes you to go, what do they know that I don't know? What is it that they see that I don't see? Well, that's just it. They can't see what you see. You know, and and so, you know, you have to, I always say in my own coaching program, I call it SOAR, you know, SOAR with Sandra, because, you know, I think of the eagle, you know, I, I I have a picture I have a picture that I look at every day. I love it. It's oh, that's awesome. At, right? It's right on my desk. I look at it, and it's right next to my candle. Because the eagle is the image of where I want to play, and the candle gives me the light to know I've got it from within. But the e- powerful thing about the eagles is, I mean, you know, you can't soar with eagles, first of all, and hang around a bunch of turkeys, A. <laughs> okay? And B, the eagle is the only bird that when the storms come in, all of the other birds, I don't know if you know this, but they all go down to take shelter. The eagle is the only bird that flies above the storm. Wow. Mm. I didn't know that. It's it's a powerful metaphor, isn't it? It Because Mm. when you think about the storms of life, the storms of your business, you've got to think about how do I fly above this, right? And so, you know, when I say I've got friends in high places, You mean it. It's because I am really clear that every single year I have to increase the flock that I hang with because they'll teach me how to fly in formation. You know, if I just hang around them, and so it's important that when you are around them, don't try to impress them because it's not about your way. It's about learning the best way. And, and learning the best way is from learning from other people who have been there. So if you ask them great questions, like what's been the biggest challenge you've overcome? What's the biggest hurdle that you're facing right now? When you look at how you want to grow in, in your business, what are you considering and why? And you just ask questions and then you just shut up and let them pour into you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's like the fast forward, right? Right. right. Really but powerful. you have to put yourself in that position. Yeah. And so many people don't. They just don't. And and I don't know if it's a fact that they don't know that they should or don't know that they could. They just don't because their circle of influence doesn't. And you talked about that, Sandra. You talked no, about being in a, in a circle that I think does that, think and, the same way. You were talking about risk. I think of it as dare. You know, I think it's it's important that we learn to dare to be daring. I mean, that is the life of being an entrepreneur, 
right? And fear, some people call it um, forget everything and run. Right. I, you know, as an acronym, I, it's an ac fear is an acronym for me for feel everything and rise. You know, rise above it. Fly above the storms. You don't have to figure it out alone when you've got the right people around you. So dare to be daring. Dare to give yourself goosebumps. You know, dare to let other people roll their eyes. You know, dare to exhaust yourself of your own potential, right? Dare to nudge yourself beyond the ordinary so that you can experience what it's like to be extraordinary, right? Because success, I think, ultimately is for those people who dare to achieve it. Mm -hmm. Very well put. Very yeah, well put. I think you need to work on your inspiration a little bit. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> well, I'm really happy to hear that uh, let the people roll their eyes because there's certainly a lot of people that roll their eyes yeah. at me. So I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track. I uh, used to employ some of them. Right. I, I mean, honestly, used to. Did you notice right. the, yes. here? Mm -hmm. I remember when I could only afford, you know, so much. You know, I was first building my team when I started, when I stopped hiring contractors and I started you know, hiring employees. And I remember in the early days giving them kind of my, what we call BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. Right. And I remember some of them looking at each other or kind of rolling their eyes. And eventually I had to, and I would, there would be a part of me like, is this too big? Uh, is this like, you know, there's that saying, somebody quoted that saying, um, shoot for the moon and even if you, you fall short, you, you know, you'll land among the stars. And I love that. I've got it actually in my office uh, that I look at also every day next to a candle to inspire me to go big. But I think it, it, to your point, you know, it, it, you know, you know, being an entrepreneur is not, is not about playing it in the safe zone. You can't sustain a successful business over time. You might be able to hit it. Right. But, you know, you want to sustain it and grow. You can't live in the safe in the safe zone. You've got to go big. You've got to go beyond what most people think is, you know, ordinary. You got to dare. You got to wake up and say, "I just don't have what it takes to be average today." I love that. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I love that, and and mm -hmm. that's great self talk. Obviously, you've gone through, you know, quite a journey, and and you've learned so many things, and you continue to learn things, and we can hear that um, in your uh, discussion today with us. What was one of your greatest setbacks through your journey? What happened? And really, what, what did you do about it? So my greatest setback, I had, I've had two big ones in 16 years. The first one was that um, I subscribed to the notion of fake it till you make it. You know, that's a common thing. I personally don't buy into that. I think it's crap. And let me tell you why. Because when you're faking it, you're behaving like an imposter. Right. And you have to ask yourself, who wants to do business with an imposter? I mean, you have to ask yourself, would you want to go into business with someone only to find out later they were faking it? Right. You know? I mean, that's why I'm, I was saying earlier, it ties back to own your expertise and your confidence, but also allow yourself to be a beginner. When you've got a client and they ask you something and you don't know the answer, you have to be able to be confident enough to say, it's a great question. Question. I owe you a thorough answer, and I feel like I need to do a little checking on that first. Mm -hmm. For sure. 
And then you come back and you blow them away with your response, right? And that's why you need a good tribe. So you can pick up the phone. I got this right. question. I don't know how to answer it. Or I go in and I do a search or, you know, what I read, a, a, grab a book or find an article. And, and you cite that, you know, you give credit where credit is due, you know. And so I, uh, I think that faking it, and I did that, and I did that, and I think people knew that I wasn't coming from my authentic place. Right. Vulnerability can be a very powerful thing mm -hmm. if you allow mm -hmm. yourself, if you give yourself permission. So that's one that I think it is, is really important. That was so learning how to say, I don't have it together, and getting myself a coach. And, you know, I got myself a coach when I didn't have the money to get a coach. I mean, I was robbing Peter to mug Paul, okay? <laughs> but, but what I learned was that I had to step back and take inventory. It's kind of like I'm a small-town girl, and I, I grew up with my stepfather taught me um, how to do archery. And once you learn how to hold the space of the bow and arrow, before you actually shoot the arrow, you have to take a step back. So sometimes we have to take a step back to launch forward. So I think it's important sometimes that we, if you're saying right now, I don't have money for a coach, I, I mean, what I would be doing is saying, well, let's just really take a close look at that. Because you could do what I did, and that is, A, I wasn't buying, you know, 6 and $7 cups of coffee every week. I mean, you know, a $7 cup of coffee is just shy of 50 bucks a week. That's 200 bucks a month. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. You could... Um, you know, go through your closet or your children's closet, you know, and that's what I did. And I found things that they had outgrown, some things they didn't even wear or only wore once. And I took them to consignment shops. And that's how I funded some of my early coaching sessions. You could look at your, if you've got a cable bill, <laughs> and you could say, hmm, am I buying some of these extra packages that really aren't moving me or my life forward. I'm spending time watching movies that have nothing to do with helping me move forward. Right. Could I, if I've got a cleaning lady, could I, instead of having her every two weeks, maybe I go once a month or once every other month. I mean, sometimes you have to give up what you've got now in order to have what you want most, right? So, you know, uh, I, that was one. The second thing that I would tell you is I wasn't prepared. I, I accept full responsibility for this. And um, I was not prepared for the downturn of the economy. I, I, I really just thought to myself, my goodness, entrepreneurs are the backbone of this nation. People are losing jobs. They're going to start businesses. <laughs> right. And I just did not see how many small businesses weren't going to survive. And how it impacted me financially was that I was doing millions of dollars in corporate sponsorship dollars. And, um, and that those monies either evaporated and mm -hmm. those departments became obliterated. Those people were laid off or the budgets were cut to, you know, by 90%. They were 10% of what they were. And I just didn't see that coming. And it was, uh, can I just tell you, a dark painful time. I, my greatest pride is that I didn't lay anybody off. Nobody got laid off in my firm, but people also didn't get raises. Okay. Mm -hmm, right. And, um, and I was scared and I think they sensed my fear, but what it did do was it really taught me about the power of innovation because I had gotten pretty complacent and I learned a really valuable lesson. And that is, there's a saying that says that even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Right. <clears throat> 
and I was sitting there. I was I was sitting on my laurels, enjoying the fruits of my business model, not realizing that business models have to always be reinvented. It's mm -hmm. kind of like Apple, you know, came out with the the iPod, right? And then they came out with the iPhone. They doubled the price. And then they came out with the iPad and doubled the price again, right? I mean, you start to see kind of looking at the best companies out there. Sure. Mm -hmm. And it was a, uh, it was, it was a, uh, it was hard for me, but it really forced us to think differently. And now we've learned that pattern. I even have street signs uh, in my office, in my conference room, and you can order them online. They're not very expensive. They're like ten bucks, I and mean, you can, they get pricey, but you can order them. You know, like a stop sign or a yield sign or a U-turn sign, and I have them hung upside down in my office. And the reason why is it's about innovation is about turning things upside down. Mm -hmm. And I walk in and I see that and it tell it reminds me, let's think differently. Let's totally, you know, reimagine and innovate what we've been doing to make it better. What's new in the marketplace that we ought to be adjusting our processes and our systems uh, to be in alignment. Um, very powerful lesson, and now making million millions of dollars on that lesson. Amazing, great lesson. I think you're you're asking the tough questions, and you're not afraid to be transparent and vulnerable. And yeah. uh, I think those are two words that uh, most people consider those to be bad words in business because historically you don't let the competition or let others know what you're doing and you don't drop your pants, so to speak, to show right. your vulnerability. And I think that's just exactly opposite. If you become transparent, you open your life and you open your books and you open your vision as to who you are and what you can give, you attract tenfold. Yeah. And you don't have to go out and find. They just they will they will arrive because they they resonate with you. Exactly. I think you just have to have a you know, I, when I first started really working out and you know wanting to compete, um, you know after I was fifty years old and I realized that you know I you know coming out of the kind of recession or the downturn I, um, you know I, I through comfort food I, I was yearning to do things different. I was hungry to do things different, but I was a little scared and so. I was satisfying my hunger pains with food and finally I realized I didn't have the stamina, the strength or the clarity to make some of the big decisions that I needed to because my body, I used to think I was a body with a soul, now I've learned I'm a soul with a body mm -hmm. and my body's actually a container and I've been treating it like a trash can and I needed to like, you know, get, get myself, you know, strong enough to feel confident enough to make big decisions. And, you know, one of the things that I learned is that the minute I lost my excuses, I started to find my results, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think about that a lot. We've, you know, we, we have a lot of excuses as to why we're not going big and why we can't do things and why we can't have a coach and why we can't. But, you know, we, we justify, if I'm talking to the ladies here, this is what I know about women because I am one. We justify anything that we really want. We do. And if you don't believe me, every woman can walk into her closet and look at how, mm -hmm. you know, the average woman has like five pairs of black pants. And we justify why we need all of them. This is, these are my crops. These are my flared. These are my skinny. These are my comfy. These are my, you know, the, whatever, you know, we've got them. And let's not even talk about shoes. All I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying, let's not talk about shoes. Right. <laughs> all I'm just saying is that we can justify and come up with anything that we really want. And so the minute you let go of your excuses, you'll find your results. That is a great uh, yeah, way to great put point. it. And, and I love 
all the information you just provided about, you know, again, what happened to you and you weren't prepared for certain things mm -hmm. and, you know, learning how to uh, innovate your world so that you can come back out and, you know, we're, we're turning things upside down and looking at things differently really created some new results for you. And um, thank you for sharing that, uh, you know. And again. by the way, I just, I have to give Zappos credit sure. for that. I actually went on a tour at Zappos, who was, you know, regarded as one of the best yeah. companies before. And when I walked in, um, because I had access to somebody that had them as a client, I walked into the back door. And in the back area, when you get on the elevator from the garage, there are all these signs that were hanging it. upside down. Yeah. I took a picture of them because they were telling people before you even walk in the door. We want you to think differently. And I copied it. You know, Robin Duplicate. Cool. Robin Duplicate. <laughs> right, right. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. And, and, the, and the fact that, you know, again, fake it till you make it, showing up, um, you know, being a wolf in a you know, sheepskin and not really telling people where you're at. And um, again, I attribute when I look back at my business to the amount of business I was able to sell was always using the knowledge of others. Right. That I can answer the tough questions being a salesperson and not right. being salesy, you know, right. trying to just tell them that you know everything. And, and uh, again, uh, that's going to get you in trouble. And, and I know that. And uh, the success for anybody that is in sales, and we all are, you know, in, in a yeah. lot of ways, is that just the truth is much easier to deal with. And right. that way, you're much more respected when you go back and you, and you bring some answers. And plus, you know what? Just so everybody knows... Listen, it's good to go back to your client with answers. It's good to continue building that relationship. It gives you first. another loop back, right? Absolutely. It gives you another reason for your the future and your fortunes all in your follow up. So I love having reasons to go back. Absolutely. And they Can give I just you say that. One thing, just sure. to be clear, because sure. a lot of times then people, you know, make sweeping, you know, assumptions. And uh, what I am also not saying is that you don't go to people and tell them everything you don't know. And tell them all your fears and tell them all the... For sure. That's also, I'm not saying that either. Right, I mean, right. you have to have some decorum, Absolutely. right, around sure. what you share and don't share. Because I've seen people blow it by coming across so insecure right. by, you know, right. pouring out everything that they don't know. So there's a, a balance and a little finesse on how you manage that. For sure. Sure. You got to be relatable and you got to be right. able to be visible. You know, I'm, I made my uh, a million one year and I lost it the same year and I lost my house and insurance and everything else. And right. that's not to say, you know, bad on me or good on me. But what that does is that opens the door for other people to be able to relate because I've just done it and I've done it right. on a big scale. And that to me is an attractive piece because I can relate to that person. I see some of me and them. Then I can determine whether or not I want to follow them. Right. But I think that's, that's so much bigger than anything you could ever deliver to somebody is to let them into your world and let them see your struggles and let them know you're either you've been in the mud yeah. or you know what it's like to go through the mud and right. you still have the pants with the mud on them. For because yeah. that's what people want to know is how do I get from where I'm at to where either I want to be or where you are now. You know, you know, Alan, you're absolutely right. And, you know, someone told me one time, I've never forgotten this. People, everybody is uh, always falls into one of three buckets. They're either in a crisis, coming out of a crisis, or getting ready to go in one. <laughs> <laughs> so it becomes the truth. a question of how do you manage the crisis, right? And own it and learn from it. And, and that's just it, learning from it 
and learning to do things differently as life uh, continues on. Um, can so, I say one other yes, thing? of course. This is an important you can say anything, too. Sandra. You can people, say anything. People think that failure is the opposite of success. Mm-hmm. And this is an important shift, I think, for us. To me, failure is not opposite of success. It's part of it. It's, it's the road. It. For sure. You know, so, so don't fear the failure. It's part of being, if you're not failing, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I've tripped myself from where I am here. I had one of my employees not too long ago ask me, she said, hey, listen, I want $3,000 to try something online. Okay. And $3,000, you know, for some people is a lot of money. It might be 300 but it's all relative. I'm telling you, the zeros are all relative. Right. Right. And, and you know what? It didn't work out. But we had to try. I don't really see that as a failure because my big thing is what did we learn from it? Did we get anything from it? We actually learned quite a few things that we're going to now replicate as we move forward, right? Sure. But you, you got to try it. You got to be willing to do that because if you wait and play only the, the safe game, right? I mean, you're, late. You're, too, but you're behind. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got to trust that your team. Never, do don't make it on playing safe. Right. And, um, so, I mean, I think we could talk all day with you and, and learn yeah. so much, but we obviously respect your time and we're coming close to the end of the show. Time has um, flied by today, by the way. It has. I, I, I thought it was like 15, 20 minutes and we're a little past that. Um, I, I'm in awe. I think it's fantastic. It, it is. And, and it just, uh, again, it, it constitutes on the information that's being shared and, and just getting you know involved in it. I've got five pages of notes of really good stuff and... You know, I'm a note taker. Uh, you know, I, I've always learned to make sure that you you jot things down, and, and uh, especially things that um, you know make you think. And and I think, again, I said think twice, but I really believe that people need to think more and ponder and take their time with things. Yeah. Now, Sandra, just before we get into uh, another, well, probably our last question, I, w- I just want to ask you to let everybody know where they can find you, how do they work with you, and um, you know what's coming up that they might want to think about uh, coming to if they've heard some things today from you that uh, they'd like to get involved in. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm on three social medias. So I'm on Twitter, how you and I, Chris, originally connection, yes. connected. So it's Sandra Yancey, and it's spelled Y-A-N-C-E-Y. So don't forget the E in Yancey, Sandra Yancey, E-W-N, which are the initials for E-Women Network. It's the same for Facebook, Sandra Yancey, E-W-N. That's my public page, and I share a lot of what we've talked about, you know, on my on my page. And then I'm also on Instagram, just Sandra Yancey. And then you can go to the website and you can click on, you know, uh, there's a banner right there about the tour and it's called the 7th Annual Women's Success Summit. And if you click on that, it'll tell you the 30 cities that I'm coming to. And I have a coaching program called Soar with Sandra. I love that. Soarwithsandra.com. So thank you. Yes, of course. And uh, again, you know, uh, good luck with everything on your tour. I know you're really busy and it must be I just, love it. I, bet. I, I, I bet. I get real tired of the airport experience. Sure. To be sure. Honest. Yeah. Um, but when I'm in, when I walk into those rooms, I, um, I'm reminded of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I love it. And, yeah. um, and good on you. And yeah, we all get tired of uh, being in airports and, and so forth. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's what we have to do to get around this uh, great big country and uh, right. you know, all the countries around the world. 
So until they've got teleporting systems, of course. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows what's coming for us? Right. Listen, you know, thinking of what's coming for us and being bold in life, we always like to leave everybody uh, with, uh, you know, your uh, interpretation of being bold and what we call one bold move. And uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to share what you think uh, people can do right now in their lives to make a difference in their lives. I would say work on your mindset. Don't take it for granted every single day, including giving gratitude to the things that you do have and not focusing on what you don't have. Take inventory of your tribe. Make sure that you're aligning with the people that will allow you to soar. Stay original. Don't get caught up in what other people are doing. Stay in your lane. Start moving. As someone said, the secret to getting ahead is to get started. Not true. People get stuck in start mode. The secret to getting ahead is to launch. Push the button. Get out there. You'll fix it along the way. Trip to your massive amount of magnificence. And then dare. Constantly dare. And through it all, I would say, don't forget, no one makes it alone. So give without remembering don't keep score it's not tit for tat quid pro quo you scratch my back i scratch yours help someone because you can right give without remembering and take without forgetting never forget the people who have helped you along the way while it's easy to send them an email there's nothing more personal in my opinion than that handwritten note wow super <laughs> that that was beautiful and Man, I couldn't write that fast, but thank no. God this is recorded, and I can go back and, and, and ponder and think about yeah. that. We're going we're gonna to print that out. We'll print yes. that out and make that available as uh, part of the, uh, Absolutely. the visual part of the show for folks. Absolutely, and uh, it's a great idea. Um, you know, you're amazing, Sandra, and thank you for having so the courage. So are you. And I having... am so great we connected, yes, Chris. Alan, sure. so great to be in, in connection with you now. For I sure. wish you the best of luck, and I hope you'll consider having me back another time. I would love oh, that absolutely. more than anything. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Dayton, Ohio, everybody. You uh... should check out our conference. I mean, we don't. We only have about 100 guys, not that many, but... Um, we own an entire hotel here in uh, in Dallas. We don't own it, but I buy it for four days. Sure. We'll oversell it, and it's a very powerful place for people to come and be in a supportive environment where they really can manifest, create, and put into action their dreams. That is amazing, and, and that's in August. Hey, it I'd, is. I'd love to do that, and uh, I'll make every effort to make that happen. It's on my uh, to-do well, right now. You let me know so I can be on the lookout for you and give you a big hug. I'm a hugger. All right. <laughs> and so am I. I, I learned that uh, growing up from my parents to always mm -hmm. extend that hug and, and tell people you love them. Um, listen, you're amazing. Uh, we've got so many great things that we're going to share with you along the way. We have some great things that we're doing for kids as well. Think Bowl, Be Bowl, Kids. Love for your input on that as we move forward. And, um, you know, you're an awesome person. Thank you so much. Alan, take us away and I'll say my last thing. Super. Thanks, Chris. Hey, Sandra, thanks so much for being on the show and being transparent and uh, exposing the real you. I think that's it's so attractive with people and, and you're not afraid to do that. And I, I just honor you for doing that. Uh, Chris and I are, are, are very grateful that you took out the time. And I know you have a busy plate and there's a lot of people counting on you. So thanks for making uh, today a, a priority and giving us some of your time. My and uh, 
Michael. I know the audience is is going to love to hear everything that you've said. They're going to want to hear you back on, and uh, you know we'll we'll do everything we can to get you back on. And whatever we can do to help promote you, please let us know. Absolutely. Please let us know. We'll do whatever we can. Um, again, it's an honor uh, to have you. I, I'm glad that I've met you. Um, I want to continue this and and uh, whatever we can do to make your life better and uh, make the lives of your audience better and give them uh, whatever tools we can. Please uh, just let us know. We're happy to do that. Chris, as usual, it's been great. We appreciate that. Uh, it's been a great day. Go ahead and take us away, Chris. Well, thank you, everyone, and thank you to the audience for uh, listening in today. And come to iTunes, give us some ratings and comments. Sandra, you're the best, and uh, we wish you all the luck in the future. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.